welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. Hey, hey. Hey, we are so excited that you are joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about an area that people need a breakthrough in at an astronomical rate, and that is breaking free from anxiety. Mm. Anxiety affects one in 13 Americans. That's 40 million people. And if you aren't one of them, my guess is that you know one of them. Yes. And so our hope today is that we can start a conversation that will be helpful to either yourself or someone you're going to share this podcast with. Let's jump in. Hi, Pastor Danny. Hey, Rach. So tell us, what is anxiety? Well, you know, I did a talk recently at our church Mm -hmm. on anxiety, and it was actually in a series called Internal Enemies, Mm -hmm. things that can destroy us from the inside. And uh, anxiety is one of those things. And so I I like to give people a definition to start with so we know what we're dealing with. And Webster's Dictionary says, anxiety is extreme uneasiness of mind or brooding fear about something that may or may not happen. Mm. And I clarified for people that it's different than concern. Right. Because concern is something that we all have and we should have. You know, I talked about how... Recently, my son started driving my oldest son, and and it's if we didn't have concern about right, that, right. we'd be a little bit, you know, weird. I, I you know, so. Sure. Um, but anxiety is different from concern in this in in the sense that anxiety is sort of like concern on steroids. It's just over the top concern. It's so much concern that you actually begin to lose quality of life. So why do you think there is so much anxiety today? That is staggering. 40 million people, that's a staggering statistic. So it why really do you is. think why do you think today there's so much anxiety? You know, I I don't know all of the reasons why, but as I've, I I love to observe people and read and study this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hear and see is that today in our world today people are overwhelmed. Yeah. They're overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities they have right. with work and family and and uh, social media and and we really are busier than at least it seems right. than we than than we ever have been before and I think that a lot of anxiety comes from being stressed mm-hmm. being stressed out mm-hmm. we've overcommitted we have too many things in our calendar I also think that in our world today people are more isolated than they've ever been before yeah. in the sense that they're going through life by themselves. And we're connected in a sense through Facebook or, or Instagram, but, but we're not living in community uh, as, as we once did. And so I think we're kinda, we kind of feel alone. So we're going through this life, we're overwhelmed, and we, we feel like we're all by ourselves. And I also think that something else that, that triggers this, this concern on steroids right. uh, is an abundance of information coming at us. Oh, I agree. 24 seven. I agree. You know, and I think that we're not, human beings are not wired to handle catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe because uh, the world has become very, very small. Like we find out in an instant, you know, something that happened in, I was just watching the news yesterday um, about the the 39 people that were were found Mm. dead in that trailer. It's like that happened in England. Right. And it's right here in my living room and I'm watching this with my 17-year-old son and we're like and I'm feeling this horrific 
you know, emotion of how right. did this happen was just horrible, you know, and that didn't happen in my neighborhood. Like years and years and years ago, you didn't know about that stuff. Right. You know, or if you right. did, you found out late, you know, in, in, but now it's in an instant. So I think the, the overabundance of information, the fact that we're overwhelmed, we're stressed out, we're isolated. I think that creates a perfect environment for anxiety to thrive. Oh, I agree 100%. The other thing in your talk that I really appreciated was you talked about the root of anxiety yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and what I did in church that day is I addressed anxiety from the spiritual side of things. You right. know, I know there's the whole medical side of things and, mm-hmm. you know, um, imbalances and in, in, in the brain and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not going to speak to that. Sure. But from the spiritual side of things, you know, Jesus said that the real issue, the root cause of of fear and anxiety is a lack of faith. That's what he said. He said, we just simply, he said that in Matthew chapter six, he talked about it in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, He said, why do you not worry about your your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field. You know, God takes Mm -hmm. care of them. They Mm -hmm. neither toil nor spin, yet your father takes care of them. Why are you anxious, oh, you have little faith? I mean, that's literally what he said. And really what he meant was that we we really don't believe that God will take care of us in Mm. our current situation. And so then we cave into fear and anxiety. So I talked about some different solutions on how to build that faith that we have to believe. This is just a little bit of a review if people didn't catch right, the talk. Right, right, right. They can also go, go, by the way, go to our uh, website. Yeah, easylife.org. And, and, and you can watch, watch the, the whole. Oh, it was uh, a great series. This oh, is just awesome. one piece of it. And so and I talked about how to build that faith that we have to believe that God is fully competent, that he can, mm. he can do his job. He is God. He's competent, but he's not just competent. He's also good. He's a good father. Right. So what that means is he wants what's best for us. Just like I want what's best, you want what's best for your kids. For sure. And so he's competent, he's good, but he's also sovereign, meaning that he's in control, mm. that he has a plan. And that when we, you know, when it's not just helter skelter in our life, it's not fate. It's not, we're not, our lives are not ruled by coincidence. Right. That there is a divine plan for our life. And so when we incorporate those concepts into our mind, and this really, we really are talking about mental health here, when we when we control our mind with the truth about God, we can really overcome uh, anxiety. And so that's kind of the, my thought from the, from the spiritual side of things. Well, I appreciate the unpacking of the faith part because I think um, a listener might, their first thing might be a lack of faith and like bristle against mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But um, to fully unpack it, that that's great and super helpful. But what are some other ways that what can we what can we do? That's that um, looking at our faith. That's reflective. But what would you suggest that we do as yeah. we battle anxiety? And and that's really what what I wanted to do today is kind of continue this conversation because there's more to be said. I mean, it's sure. uh, we do believe we do need to come to those deep convictions that God is competent, He's good, and He's sovereign. Right. But on a practical level. Today, if I'm struggling with anxiety, what what can I do to, mm-hmm. to overcome this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I work on my mind first, but then also I would suggest that you get on the phone and you set up coffee with somebody hmm. who has gone through anxiety and won and defeated it. Mm. And maybe they're not perfect yet. Maybe they don't have total victory, right. but they have been where you are and they've come out on the other side. There is something powerful about sitting across the table from somebody who has achieved victory, right? In, in the same in in the struggle that you're having. I love what right. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said. He said the physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. 
Yeah. You think about that. Yeah. There is something physical that happens yes. in your life when you're sitting across from someone who can can um, give you hope and strength and you see the victory in them. Yeah. It transfers to you and you end up walking away thinking, well, if, if you can do it, yeah. if you got through, then I can make it through. For sure. It just gives you For all sure. kinds of hope. And so we... we, we we cripple ourselves by staying in isolation. We, we, we hurt ourselves by not reaching out for help. Yeah, and I do think that, I mean, we just saw this even even today when we were talking with uh, a mother mm-hmm. and just in our lobby that there's something special about sitting next to somebody who's gone through it mm-hmm. and just knowing that they hurt and they kept going in their life mm-hmm. too and yeah. there's victory in it. And, and I think that that is especially i know that it's important for men but i also see that with women especially if you can see a mom that's made it to teenage years and you she can speak into your anxiety and toddlerhood (laughs) (laughs) because uh bigger kids bigger problems and it it does it fuels your fire to keep going and you just said the word hope Mm. and boy it does it gives you a ton a ton of hope. What else can we do? Yeah, so something else that's super practical is to focus on the present moment, mm. to, to be in today. Right. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of anxiety, and I said this in my talk, um, the language of anxiety is what if. Yeah, you know, well, it is. What if I, we don't have enough money to retire? What if we can't send the kids to school? Or what, mm-hmm. if, I, what if I don't get the job? Or, and it's all a lot of future thinking. And so one of the things we have to learn to do, and and by the way, we also, a lot of anxiety comes from past mistakes. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, oh man, I can't believe I failed at that, or I messed that up, or this relationship fell apart, I got this divorce, this bankruptcy, or whatever. Right, 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 right. In fact, um, it's been said that the average person is crucifying himself between two thieves, the regrets of yesterday and the worries about tomorrow. Oh, wow. I just thought, man, that is so true. But what if you could... Forget about the past and just stop focusing on the future. What if you could live in the present? That's the sweet spot. In fact, Jesus taught this. He said, he said, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. That's the future. For tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Sufficient mm-hmm. for the day is his own trouble. Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 24. In other words, live in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And you won't be thinking about the future and you won't be thinking about the past. And I, I, I love this quote from... Lewis Stevenson, which came from a book uh, by Dale Carnegie, which is a fantastic book called uh, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And he's famous for how to win friends and influence people. Right, right. Most people don't know that he wrote a book on anxiety. It's a really, really I did good not know. book. Um, but he, he quotes this guy, uh, Lewis uh, Stevenson. He says, anyone can carry his burden however hard until nightfall. Anyone can do his work however hard for one day. Anyone can live sweetly, patiently, lovely, purely, until the sun goes down. Mm. And he, his chapter was on living in the present moment and mm-hmm. stop thinking about the future and the past. And so that's something that something else that we can do practically to overcome anxiety. That's empowering. That's empowerment to celebrate when you've made it through that day and you're struggling with anxiety or that half an hour. And you can say, I lived in the present moment and I made it through this portion. That's 
and then you can have victory in the next one and the mm-hmm. next one. Um, what else do you have? Something else I would I would recommend, and this is this is something I try to practice relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned it from Greg McEwen. He wrote a book called uh, Essentialism, which oh, you I know have that read. book. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic book. Oh, Greg. Um, but this one, <laughs> this one is uh, simply just. I, the way I wrote it is reduce your stress. Yeah. You know, come up with a, a lot of us have to-do lists. Come up with a, a stop doing list. Yes. You know, yes. A, again, a lot of anxiety comes from being stressed out because we're overwhelmed. We've said yes to too many things. So what's the simplest way to reduce stress? Well, you have to, you know, back out of certain things. You have to learn to cancel things and learn to say no. And mm-hmm. in fact, he's got a whole chapter in this book, chapter 11. That's the chapter, if you want to go back to it. <laughs> the chapter is called Dare. That's the the power of a graceful no. And he gives some really practical help on how to say no in your right. life so that you can reduce your obligations or commitments. And uh, so because it, it, it's natural just to continue to say yes. We're, we, most of us are people pleasers. We don't want to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'll do that. And yes, I'll do that. And mm-hmm. most, a lot of my life today is I just say no most of the time. Right. You know, and, and that's really hard to do. My general rule is thus to reduce stress. If I add something, what am I going to take away? Oh, gosh, that's I so stop, hard. I'm, I've stopped pretending that I can just add, 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 and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. It won't. Because mm-hmm. I'm just going to get stressed out and then I'm going to get anxious. Mm-hmm. And then my attitude's in the tank. Right, sure. and then I lose quality of life. I lose peace. I lose joy. I lose some happiness. So, if I'm going to add this, what am I going to stop doing? Mm. With all due respect, <laughs> I, was about, I knew you were going to say something because <laughs> you you say yes I, a lot. I do say yes a lot. I love it that the listeners are getting my coaching with me right now. <laughs> Essentialism. You got to pick that book up. Um, I. I'm just thinking of uh, a mom and a dad, too, Mm -hmm. where you have three, two, one child, Mm -hmm. and and everybody needs something. And uh, I'm just telling you, I'm not good at gracefully saying no. Or, or if you're trying to advance and you're a young, mm-hmm. you're a young professional, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to advance in your company, uh, yes helps you advance mm-hmm. and graciously saying no um, unless you have a super healthy leader above you mm. doesn't doesn't always bode well for you yeah. so uh, can you give us a little coaching in that area too you know it, that is a great you bring it up a great point I mean we're all wanting to make progress and, mm-hmm. and move forward and get better in our lives and and a lot of times that requires us to say yes and um, but you know you have to weigh the costs. And, and that's where, you know, if, if you really are honest with yourself and you, you come to this point where you think, okay, I do have limits. Right. I do have limits. I can't just keep going. Right. Um, and if I do, and, and you can try it. I mean, everybody's free to run an experiment. Say yes to everything. You'll find out real quick that your stress goes through the uh, roof, and yeah. and 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 your you know it starts to affect you, and anxiety starts to become a reality. So others have already done that experiment, you know, right. and and so I try to remind myself. Um, and here's what I would say to people who are ambitious and mm-hmm. you know, driven, and mm-hmm. um, there's always a cost. Yeah, so someone's going to pay. So your family's going to pay. 
your attitude might yeah. tank. You know, you might make progress. Hey, you might get the promotion, but at what cost? Right. So um, it really comes down to what what is really important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, you know, the discipline pursuit of less, which that's the subtitle of, of um, McEwen's book, mm-hmm. is that if you actually do less, you can become better at a few things, the things yeah. that are most important to you. Super counterintuitive, but super, uh, super beneficial yeah. to you. It's to hard. It's tough. That. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we're taking our action steps toward having a breakthrough in anxiety, what would be what would be our next one? Yeah, I just have two other quick thoughts. And this one's I've talked about in the past. So I think taking care of your body, mm-hmm. you know, proper diet, exercise, all that stuff. It just helps you to feel better. And, and yeah. it, the science has proved this, that you are more emotionally resilient mm-hmm. if you are in shape physically. Mm-hmm. And so find something that you enjoy doing and then just be consistent with it. Mm. And that, and then really just try to work on, you know, a healthy diet. I try to do 80-20, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not like crazy about it let's try to eat healthy 80 percent of the time and then i have a little fun yeah you know so and you can stay healthy doing that but it's it's the consistency in the exercise routine and i always tell people you know find some sort of movement that you enjoy right even if it's a walk with your dog and we've we've kind of talked about that before right last um the previous podcast episode we talked about how uh, we do our morning routines mm-hmm. and you suggested even just putting that dog walk mm-hmm. at the beginning. And, and that's been one that I've implemented and it's, it's going well awesome. and the kids are happy. They don't have Good to for do you. it. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you said you had two more. Yeah. What's so this next? last one is, and I mentioned this one in my sermon um, and the science is in the, 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 the research is in on this. It's never as bad as you think. Remind yourself it's never as bad as you think. Remember, the language of anxiety is what if. Yeah. What if, oh my gosh, what if I don't have, what if we don't get, you know. Most of the things that we think are going to go badly. Right. Don't go bad. In fact, there's right. there's a quote by a French philosopher. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Montaigne is that right? I thought I would go with that. He said, uh, "My life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which have never happened." Ugh. So the research shows that 85 percent of the negative scenarios that we think are going to happen, we play out in our minds, and, right. and moms happen to be. We're so good at it. The best. At We're this. so good at it. I'm married to one. I have one. <laughs> 85% of the negative scenarios we think are going to happen right. to us, to our children, to whatever, they never happen. Hmm. And the 15% that actually did happen, 79% of the people who experienced the negative uh, event said that they handled it better than they thought they would, or they learned some valuable lesson. Yeah. So there's actually value to it. There is. So, you know, that's unbelievable. We, 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 we fret and brood over things that never actually happen in our life. Right. And then when they do, they, 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 make, our, they make us better. Mm-hmm. They build our character. We mm-hmm. learn lessons that we would have, wouldn't have otherwise learned. So bring True. it on, you know? I mean, what's, <laughs> why worry? Let's, let's, let's just move forward. So that one is just sets people free. It sets me right. free in it my does. mind. You it know? Does. Why am I worried about this? Yeah. It's going to be all right. It probably won't happen. If it does, it'll be good. Yeah. Not good, but no, there'll be something be good, good that comes from it. <laughs> That's one that after the talk I actually put to the test, and I would challenge our listeners, put it to the test, that when you start to feel that bubble... Uh, mm-hmm. Mine manifests itself in anger a lot. That's where my anxiety manifests itself. And I thought, nope, 
he said 80%, 85% of what these don't happen. Let's just let it play out. And it did. And it didn't happen. And I was like, ah, I didn't get angry. (laughs) All the way angry. You know, we've talked a lot about this series, the internal enemy series. And so I just want to remind everyone that you can find uh, the talk on anxiety. But this was one of our longer series Mm -hmm. that we've done. Mm -hmm. And each one of them um, on jealousy and on on just things that wreck you from the inside out, uh, I would highly recommend you go to eclife.org and watch all of the talks if you have some internal things that are that are just tough for you. And today we talked about that um, if you're struggling with anxiety, find that person, find that person that um, has overcome it or or focus on the present moment. Be intentional about reducing your stress. Take care of your body. Sometimes that's the hardest one to put mm-hmm. you first and to take care of your body. And then tell yourself it's never as bad as you think it is. That's mm-hmm. a calming, mm-hmm. a calming piece. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for us as we wrap up today? Yeah, I think the pastoral part of me always kind of comes out sure. in this. So I would push people back to faith and something that the Apostle Peter said in First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He said, cast all of your anxiety upon him because he mm-hmm. cares for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really try, and this, I know not everybody who's listening to us today is um, a believer in Christ. Sure. Um, but for those of us who are, you know, we, we have a Heavenly Father who He knows. Yeah. He knows what's going on. He knows the things that we're worried about. Mm-hmm. And He cares for us. And so I can entrust Him with these things I'm worried about. Right. And know that it's going to be all right. He's got a plan. You know, his heart is good and he is fully capable. And I just try to keep those thoughts in my mind. And I notice that as I do that, um, my anxiety levels stay low. Yeah. So, and, and one other thing, I didn't mention this, that for those of you who might be thinking, well, number one, you know, go talk to somebody. I, I don't have anybody to talk to. Well, there is a great book out there called Finding Quiet okay. by J.P. Moreland. And he is a professor of theology, um, mm-hmm. and he I had no idea that he struggled with anxiety, but he did. And it was so severe that he had to actually leave school uh, at one point oh, and allow gosh. some other professor to come in and finish his classes for the mm-hmm. for the year. And, and so he decided he was going to write a book about his struggle with anxiety and the strategies that he put in place to overcome it. And he did. And so you, if you don't have a friend and you're out there and think, man, I don't have anybody to talk to, you can always pick this book up and talk to J.P. Moreland or right, let right. J.P. Moreland talk to you yeah. and get his strategies and insights and how to overcome. So if at, at, at the very least, pick this book up. It's called Finding Quiet by J.P. Moreland and, and read it. That's so good. That's so good. Well, we have really appreciated, uh, again, the series on uh, internal enemies and with anxiety affecting so many people, 40 million people. Um, we just ask listeners if you, if this didn't impact you, that you share it with somebody mm-hmm. that you know that's yeah. struggling with that. So please share this podcast and, and like it on whatever social uh, or podcast platform that you're listening on. Share it on your social media. Um, there's a lot, there are a lot of hurting hearts from anxiety mm-hmm. and, and I'm thankful for this. So um, I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Thanks, Rach. You're welcome.